How the heck did you become a sex expert? What are your thoughts on what pornography is doing to relationships, is doing to our brains? So tell me, what's the difference yeah. between sex and intimacy? Are there any dangers to the pumps? Only if you overpump. Well, I love your energy. I'm so happy you, you. Thank you. I'm so happy you came on. It's sex is. And we blew the fuse yeah, already. Yeah. This is hot in hot here. In here. <laughs> Literal hot seat. You you walk the talk. Yeah. I wanted to have you on because kind of the personal growth development space and the spirituality space. Sex is is hidden away. I mean, it's something that's embarrassing, something that you don't talk about. It's a cultural thing as well. Mm -hmm. But I feel, you know, as somebody who wants to advance and elevate all aspects of the human experience and the human life, yeah. sex is a big one. We're all here from sex. Mm -hmm. That primal energy is so strong, so we shouldn't shun it or push it away. We, could, we should come to get to know it. And you are an authority in the space. You've over 40 plus books you've written on the topic. You're an expert, to an advisor to millions. And so, Susan, my first question mm. is, how the heck did you become a sexpert? Yeah. How did you get involved in this field? Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting, too, because I'm going to tell you that story. And you got to meet Sir Tim. He's here. He came with me today. But one of the things that I also think is interesting about, just going back to your intro, you know, sex is a part of who we are. It's part of sexual, our sexual growth is part of our personal growth. Mm. Our sex is a part of our maturation. Mm. Our sex can keep getting better our whole life long if we know what to do and we embrace it and we put intention and attention to it. But so many people start in having to go all the way back to s with trauma healing. Mm. They have to heal the trauma mm. around their sexuality before they can have great sex. When I got in just like almost two decades ago now, I started Better Lover and the Personal Life Media, um, started as a podcast network, believe it or not. Mm. <laughs> I got into it because my sex life with Tim had really gone by the wayside, and it wasn't pleasurable for me. I wasn't having orgasms from intercourse, and I'd been having intercourse with him for 12 years, and it wasn't satisfying for me. Mm, after a period of time. The whole, I mean, maybe the first, you know, year it was an, a novelty item, but I wasn't right. orgasming. Okay. And I just stopped wanting it. I wanted good sex, but I wasn't getting it. And I just kind of avoided him for sex and, you know, all of those things. He really checked out emotionally because he wasn't getting the physical connection he wanted. All our friends were getting divorced and we knew it wasn't money because we were working in the Silicon Valley and we were all making money. And it's either sex or money. Or you married someone who's got some deep-rooted issues, which, you know, like there are there are sociopaths everywhere, as we were talking about earlier. You got to watch for that, right? You got to be careful about that. We decided instead of getting divorced that we wanted to learn how to have sex. Mm. And then we had to basically unwind the traumas that I had gone through. Luckily, he had not had any, which was great. So it was just me. We unwound the trauma and then we began to go to sex workshops. Mm. I told you earlier, I was a CMO for Tony Robbins for a company and we'd done all the Tony Robbins. We'd done a lot of personal growth. Mm. What we needed to do was learn how to make love. Interesting. And so... Like the minute we did it, it got better. Um, and we said, we need to bring this stuff to everyone wow. on the internet. We wow. need to bring these workshops and all these techniques and concepts mm. to people anywhere in the world who are sexual seekers, mm. basically. That's how we got into it. And I have always said that what I do is I'm not the trauma healer. That's what you need psychotherapists for. You mm. need people who are really good at unwinding trauma, mm. body and mm. mind. It's all one thing, absolutely, as you well know. But what I do, once you're kind of gotten through that stuff, mm -hmm. I teach you how to have super hot yeah. sex. Wow. And the concept of the type of sex that I like to teach, what I do is I come up with 44 books. My 44th book is called Orgasmic Intercourse. That's what I'm working on right now. Come full circle, 20 years later, I'm writing a book about how to have incredible orgasms the whole time you're having intercourse as a female-bodied person. It's pretty easy for the male body, but it's a little harder for the female body. Mm. 
but it's literally a learned skill. Mm. And so many women think, oh, I'm just not the kind of person who can have orgasms from intercourse, and they give up. And and then their partner's like, well, I guess she's not, but I still want to get laid. And, you know, so daddy going to be grumpy unless you get laid, so you still got to do it. And my thing is, no, don't give up. It's just learned skills. Mm. And that's what I like to teach people is Mm. oral pleasuring, physical touch techniques. I'm like a nerd about touch techniques, genital anatomy. Mm. You got to know how the systems work to be able to work the systems to their fullest extent. Orgasmic potential. Mm. That's where I come in. Let me teach you how to come so well, so easily. You know what the number one issue is with sex? Performance anxiety. Yeah. For everybody. Everybody's worried. Why is that? Because they're worried it's going to feel good. They're worried they're going to come too fast. They're worried they're not going to come. They're worried they look fat. They're worried. And like, how can you relax into bliss, which is what sex is? It's a conjoined trance state. Mm. When you drop in to a conjoined trance state of bliss, Mm -hmm. you get to a level of pleasure that you didn't even know was possible. Mm. It's incredible. Mm. So that's what I like to do. I like to transform having sex into making love. Mm. And the thing that I like to do is I like to say the brand, the style of sex that I teach is heart-connected, conscious, passionate lovemaking. I picked that phrase Mm. very, very intentionally. Mm. Say it again? Yeah, because I can unpack that with you if you'd like to, Mm. because I really do feel like your your way of being and my way of being Mm. are very in line. Absolutely. Uh, So when you called me and invited me on, I'm like, I got to get all sweaty. I'll do it, friends. I'll do it. Because we are aligned. The people who are seeking connection to source are seeking connection to self. Yeah. And you provide both of those things. And I wanted to tell you, too, that one of my favorite things about you, besides how gorgeous and sexy you are, which is probably my favorite thing, because <laughs> you're so on. beautiful. You're so beautiful. How you read all the books and you're like the cliff notes for consciousness education Mm. you really bring things down in a way for people to understand it Mm. in simple language Mm. and i want to encourage you to keep doing that your cliff notes version of all of the great works all Mm. of the great consciousness Mm. works Mm. is super helpful like i almost feel like you should have a like a company where you just do those Mm. products and projects specifically Mm. I appreciate yeah, that. I think feedback. that's a that's a growth opportunity. Yeah, you. thank you for that. Uh, I wasn't expecting that, but thank Distilling you. Stilling the that. wisdom. That's what you're doing. I, I receive all of that. I'm such a simple person that, you know, if I can understand it, then I can communicate it simply. I think that's what it's about. It's not about, you know, in, in, in education, it's often a chalk and talk method. You use these certain specific languages and it's a priesthood. Like I was talking to my friend the other day, they said I think it's the third leading cause of death is death by iatrogenic causes. And then you you hear that, you're like, what the heck is that? Is that like a bacteria? And it's no, it's actually uh death by doctors uh-huh. prescribing medicine. Yeah. But they use these words so that you don't really understand what the heck they're talking about. Malpractice. So, yeah, yeah. That's so, what we're talking about. Yeah. So language I think is uh is powerful. And it was always my I think um gift and interest to distill it simply, to speak the land, the Buddha, he says, speak the language, speak the language of the people. That's how you really reach them. Your new video, If I Were the Devil, is a masterwork. Mm. You will look back on that as, as a pivotal moment in your career. When you stepped into your greatness, when you stopped telling people what other people said and translating it, which you do so well, mm. and into a, a level of synthesis of your own thinking mm. that takes you, elevates you to the next level. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's it. That's it. It was a pivot <laughs> for you. A uh, big pivotal moment for uh, you. Beautiful that. video. I appreciate that. What were those weird red boots? In that one scene, those big, like, clompy boots. Are those Balenciaga or something? Everybody's trying to guess. They were like, it was a period, and they were actually called the Big Red Boots. And they were were really hot for, like, a month. (laughs) 
And they're like these. <laughs> That's like everything now. Like these two thousand dollar boots that everybody was that had all the celebrities, Rihanna and Kanye West, <laughs> all of them had it. To, you know, so oh, right. That's somebody told me they remember, were like a Kanye boot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh-huh. I think he had them. I didn't a see that. People had them, and they were just these silly little boots. I was like, yeah, let's add those. Well, boots. they were perfect. <laughs> they were perfect in there. I thought yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah they were. You. They were funny. They were very much like clown shoes, though. I Which mean, I, they really that's were. It. Yeah. That's it. That's right. it. The devil's wearing clown shoes. Yeah, yeah. Don't believe the devil. <laughs> that's a good segue because let's talk about media. Let's talk about content because mm-hmm. when it comes to our sexual education, a lot of it is from, you know, for, at least for me, it was like it was TV, it was film, it was music videos, it was pornography. I think there's a statistic like one in three men have had sex for the year. Like if you walk on any American street, only one in three have actually had sex. So men, I think, have in, in, in embodying and trying to be masculine, have some people call it a crisis. Mm-hmm. And I think women do too. Yeah, I think we have a crisis. Yeah, I, I think so. And I think the crisis is because we don't really have many people who are walking the talk, who are teaching healthy, conscious sexuality. What are your thoughts on this? What are your thoughts on these stats? What are your thoughts on what pornography is doing to relationships, is doing to our brains? Yeah. You have to opt out of all of other people's agenda for your sex life, like Mm. you have to opt out to other people's agenda for the rest of your life. Mm. It's no different. One of the things that I think makes it really simple for people to understand is that when you get out of the notion of performative Mm. sex, when you just let go of what you think you're supposed to be doing, Mm. when you just... Do you know the phrase drop in? Yeah. Okay. So I don't I don't know if I, because I'm a Californian, mm-hmm. I don't know if we only say that around here or mm-hmm. people know what mm-hmm. that is, but it's just basically like getting out of everyone else's strategies, opinions, mm-hmm. things you've seen, ways you think things should be done mm-hmm. and going into yourself and where you are and Mm. what's happening with your body Mm. and what your heart and mind and body need in the moment. Mm. Tony Robbins says, all you need is within you now. And when he taught me that, I thought, yeah, that goes for sex as well. All you Mm. need is within you now. Mm. You don't need to think about what you saw someone else do. Mm. Your body will tell you. Wow. One of the things that I have is a technique called, I like little hinges that swing big doors. I do too. It's such a solid little saying. It's a little hinge. Mm -hmm. I like sex techniques that are little hinges. Mm. Just tell me this thing. I immediately get it. I'm like, I think I actually already knew that. Mm. You know, that's how Mm. a lot of my stuff is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Like deep in my soul, I already knew that. Mm. And one of them is a technique that I call the sexual soulmate pact, P-A-C-T, like an agreement Mm. between lovers. Mm -hmm. You can download it at Mm sexualsoulmatepact.com if you want to go deeper into it. But generally what it does is it's a a lover's communication agreement where basically if we're making love, I just want you to tell me anything and everything that's going on for you the whole time we're making love. Mm. What would feel better during during and after and before? Just like talk to me all the time about our lovemaking. Mm. Mm. What are you excited about? What are you fantasizing about? Mm. You've got great ideas I'm not going to think of. Mm. Lay them on me. When we're making love, what would feel better? Did you Mm. come up with some crazy idea in the spur of the moment as I was doing this thing Mm. to you? You realized you (laughs) want that thing. Mm. Do you want more pressure, less pressure? Do you need to take a drink of water? Do you want to just rest and relax and get back to it? People tend to have sex in a way where they feel like like it's a scene and they're doing this thing and so they're not allowed to stop and take a break or ask for something else like Mm. well well, this is what we're doing so we got to do this Mm. and the more that you get this kind of running dialogue together the hotter your sex gets Mm. because you're like oh you know what would be really hot right now what it becomes so much more fun. And a lot of women say to me, I don't know what I want. I just know what I'm getting isn't it. And I say, mm. that's not actually true. You mm. do know because she's talking to you. You're yoni, mm. which is a beautiful Sanskrit word mm. for the female genital system, mm. Y-O-N-I. 
I like it like my little yoni. Yeah, yeah. Although my, mine's <laughs> giant because I'm a giant woman. My little yoni is saying to me that she wants this or she wants mm. that. She needs more lube. She wants you to go down on her. She needs to take a break. She'd like it deeper. She wants you to go to the left and right and use mm. your penis like a like a gun whale on mm. her. You know, whatever she wants. Mm. She's talking to us the whole time. Mm. When people talk about like pussy empowerment, yeah. what they're really talking about is listening to your deepest desires. She's always telling you. Mm. So how can you speak for her to mm. your lover mm. and not worry? Your lover didn't do anything wrong. Mm. A lot of guys, they feel like if I get feedback, I'm a failure yeah. because the masculine lives in a pecking order mm. that the feminine doesn't. Mm. It's really unfair in a lot of ways that the masculine pecking order is if I'm winning, you're losing. If you're winning, I'm losing. Mm. It's very black and white where women are much more team oriented. Yeah. So they don't mind say, hey, could you do this or could you do that? Where guys, they just don't do it that way as mm. often. They're kind mm. of not not socialized to. Mm. And so the sexual soulmate pact is so great because if you get that with your partner and then the communication is easeful, then everything can go from wow. there. Wow. That and erotic play dates mm. are, is another big one mm. that really takes sex to the next level. Mm. I want to get into that yeah. and all the other practical tools that we can use to enhance our connections and sex lives and intimacy as well. I want to get into that. Let's get out of the sauna because I'm okay. sweating. I'm, I'm hot and sweaty from the, yeah, how are you feeling? I'm, I'm okay. You good? Are my eyelashes still on? Oh, you're great. A miracle. I, I like. I sweat like ten times the so average I. I'm person. I'm a sweater. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sure. When you're healthy, you sweat. That's it. When you're healthy, you sweat. That's it. Yeah, you. When That's you're well it. hydrated and you're healthy, you yeah, just sweat. yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, um, I'm ready to get out when you are. All right. Well, let's let's you hop know, out. I'm here to do whatever you want to do. I'm yours. You're so amazing. <laughs> Welcome back. How was the sauna for you? Fine. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Do you usually do 20 minutes? Is that like, or do you go more in your sauna? Sometimes I go a little longer. I don't know. I just go in there and lie around. Tim and I go in and we just like talk about stuff. Mm. Yeah. It's a good time for us to just chill and connect. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got you. Nice. So when we were on a break, you were mentioning the many different ways to orgasm. You said yeah. it's 20 for male and female. Yeah. Get into that. Like, okay. I'd love to know a little more about that. Yeah, sure. Because I focus on orgasm a lot. I focus on, on expanding your orgasmic potential, both solo and with lovers. I had been learning a lot about different kinds of orgasms. I've been teaching orgasm skills for a couple of decades. Mm. There's really two main female and one main male bodied orgasm that I've spent the most time teaching. Mm. For females, it's this notion of the expanded orgasm and female ejaculation, helping a woman release her feminine waters. And then for the male body, it's the multi-orgasmic man. Mm. How a guy can essentially have ejaculatory choice. He can come when he wants to because he begins to understand that orgasm and ejaculation are separate systems in the body. And so he doesn't have to ejaculate to have an orgasm. He can have lots of orgasms and choose to ejaculate oh, wow. if and when he wants to. Really? And I'm not a proponent of semen retention personally, because especially if you're partnered, mm. there's so many good things for your partner in semen. Everything from the spermidine helps with autophagy mm. to zinc to serotonin for mood, testosterone for courage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's just a lot of good things that the male partner <clears throat> gives mm. his partner when he ejaculates. Mm. I was reading that actually you got to, the more times you ejaculate, the less likelihood of developing things like prostate cancer. Right. So semen retention, maybe it's good for mindset, controlling it, but I've never been a proponent of it either. Sex is a bell curve. Mm. There's people on this end, there's most of the people in the middle, and then there's people on the other end. That's just how Everything is yeah. in sex and probably in everything, right? There's always a bell curve with the hu with the human body, the Homo sapien body, the animal body we live in. We are animals. We're in, we're part of the primate branch of the tree of life, and there are some people when they ejaculate, they get sad, they get depressed. Okay, then maybe it's not for you. Mm. But the guy that's thinking that he's going to hold on to his chi, you know, yeah. following those kind of Taoist practices. I was talking mm. to a Taoist sexuality scholar yeah. a couple of weeks ago, and I said to her, so I, what's, this, what's the deal with the semen retention thing in the Taoist? Like, why, why is this such a big thing? And she said, I said, because, I, you know, I, was con I had this concern about, like, 
the semen is actually really good for a partner, why would why would these Taoists retain it mm. and essentially keep it from their partners? And she said, oh, no, it, it was for the emperor, for his longevity. He didn't care about the concubines in their life. He That was not of interest to him. This was to make him live longer, mm. not to help his partners. They were just concubines. He wow. had sex with a bunch of people, but he wow. just never ejaculated. And I was like, well, no wonder. That makes total sense to me. You want to keep the emperor alive as long as you can, but who cares about all the other people? But in a committed relationship, mm. in a partnered relationship, Different. you you know, you're supporting your partner by providing that to them if if they would like to have it. Mm. Very individual thing. But so I started out teaching male multiple orgasm, how you can become a multi-orgasmic man with my partner, Jim Benson, who's a men's tantra trainer. And he created a program for me because I wanted more men to have this because men's number one issue is I come too fast. Women's is I'm having trouble coming. Yeah. We're at the opposite. So how do I close that? I call it crossing the gasm chasm. Mm. How do I close that orgasm gap, as Dr. Lori Mintz called it? So that's one thing. And then I started thinking, okay, well, let's let's orgasmically cross-train. Let's count up how many kinds of orgasms there are, and let's start having them all. And it's interesting that women are ahead of men generally in their interest in expanding their orgasmic capacity yeah. and doing orgasmic cross-training. Men are like, nah. I'm good. I got yeah, yeah. my one. I'm done. And I'm happy. And I'm like, boy, are you underperforming. You are a sexual underachiever. You could be having 20 kinds of orgasms. But more and more men do tell me that they're interested in having P-spot or prostate orgasms. That's kind of the next one. Huh. on the horizon for men. Huh. For women, it's female ejaculatory orgasms. Mm -hmm. And there is so much misinformation about female ejaculation out there. Mm. Once I explain to women, look, doesn't a guy urinate and ejaculate out of the same place? Well, so do you. There's a little muscle, like a sphincter muscle in there, and it knows when to release your feminine water and when to release urine, mm. just like a guy does. We're no different. Mm. We, you know, we have the same parts arranged in different order. So our bodies work very similarly. Mm. That's why we can have 20 kinds of orgasms. And the 20th one is wild card mm -hmm. because I am always finding new ones. <laughs> like I always leave possibility wow. as the 20th thing or the next thing. <laughs> Whenever, if I get to 22, there'll be a 23rd. It'll always be wild card. Mm. I'm on a lifelong learning mm. ride, if mm. you will. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Wow. So tell me, what's the difference yeah. between sex and intimacy? Well, they're very intertwingled, as you know, and the more intimate you are during sex, the better. And remember earlier, I, I talked about how I like to transform friction mm -hmm. into connection. I think that you can have sex that is, we're going to rub our genitals together and enjoy some pleasure, mm. but not open our hearts. Yeah. One day, I was, I was in Ibiza. I was with my, my husband and I were with our daughter and we were at an afternoon rave and she had to go to the bathroom. So I went with her and I was sitting outside waiting and there was a guy sitting there, this young Indian guy, and he was obviously tripping balls. And he was like, what do you do? And I said, oh, I'm a sex expert. And he's like, can I ask you a question? I'm like, of course, this is what I do. <laughs> it's like being a doctor. I got a pain. Yeah, exactly. And uh, <laughs> he said, sex is just not that satisfying for me. And I don't know why everyone's talking about how great it is. It just doesn't feel that great to me. Hmm. And I looked at him and I was like, here's why. You forgot to connect your heart to your cock. Hmm. If your heart is not in it, then it's just sex. It's not intimacy. It's not connection. Remember we were talking earlier and I said my like flavor of lovemaking techniques is hmm. heart connected conscious, passionate lovemaking. Like I'm so deliberate about that mm. because each one of those things is loaded with meaning for me. Mm. I can't condense it down to any smaller hashtag than that. That's like, I got the longest lovemaking hashtag in the world because I need you to know that these are the components that you're craving and they're all a part of it. And so when I said, try connecting your heart, he was like, that's it. <laughs> it was wow. like wow. so easy. How does somebody do what's the practical way to do that? How do you can because you know, it's so many people yeah. that are in 
you know, sexless marriages or relationships and maybe their heart at some level might be in it, but they just, they don't have the interest or the desire to have sex. And I know somebody said that, and yeah, that the loneliest I, I feel is laying in bed right next to my partner. Yeah. How do you transcend that? How do you get beyond that and get back into that that healthy, that passionate, that that intimate space. Yeah. Or even if you don't have a partner and you feel so unloved, so loveless. Another one of my mentors, the late Dr. Deborah Annapol. Very lucky to have her in my life for a short time on this planet. She wrote a book called The Seven Laws of Love. And there was, I don't know what number this one was, but it was the one that really stuck with me because I had a, a very insecure childhood. And I was loved, but I didn't feel safe. And when I got married to my husband, it took me way too long to let my armor down mm. and begin to love him. God, God love him for sticking with me so long. I was armored. I was afraid to love. And what Deborah taught me was that the heart, and here's another muscle, the love muscle, strengthening mm. your love muscles. It's one of the things I talk about a lot. Your heart is like a muscle that's a door. Mm. And when you love, you actually feel more love by loving <laughs> than being loved. Yeah. And what I realized was that I wasn't able to love well enough. And I just started loving. Yeah. I started loving my husband. I started noticing what I loved about him. I started actively loving him. I started opening my heart. And once I started, and I have to say, I was 49 years old when I finally felt like I was ready to fully open my heart to love. 49 years I wasted of my life protecting myself, armoring myself, guarding myself, keeping myself closed for some safe thing. Mm -hmm. When in reality, what I needed to do was just start loving. And so when I talk to people who are lonely, I say to them, join a philanthropy. Start doing things for people. Love everybody you see. Mm. Just start giving out love, mm. and you will feel loved by doing that. So I think that's the number one thing is to bring your awareness to being an active lover. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting how love is usually the answer to so many issues that yeah. we face on this planet. Yes. <laughs> Just love more. Yeah. Just love and don't forget about yourself, loving thyself. Yeah. Uh, it's so important. Now, how important is communication? You say that you can use all the tricks and tools that you want if you don't have that connected communication, then they're useless. I look at sex as a three-legged stool. The triangle is actually the most stable base there is. And so many things in life can come down to the solidity of the triangle. Hmm. It's more stable than four legs. Three is more stable than four. The three stable legs of having a massively satisfying sex life are skills. We're born knowing how to procreate. We can stick tab A into slot B and make a baby. Mm -hmm. But to learn how to make love, those are learned skills. Touch techniques, oral pleasuring, massage, the sensuality of sex. The six essentials to connected sex that's in this book, the Sexual Soulmates book, one of them is called embodiment. Mm -hmm. And the embodied sex is the sensual part of our sexuality. So looking each other in the eyes, not keeping our eyes closed. Mm -hmm. The smell of your lover, mm -hmm. the taste of their tongue, the touch of them, the feel of their skin. Mm -hmm. The visuals, the beauty of seeing your lover on you or looking in the mirror while you're making love. These are really fundamental tenets of sensuality, mm. of passionate lovemaking. And the techniques are really important. Intercourse is a huge area that 99% of people can improve on. Mm. That's why I'm writing about orgasmic intercourse because one of the recent findings was a wonderful artist named Jamie McCartney. No relationship to Paul. Did you ever see that piece of art called The Vagina Wall? It was um, all those bas-relief vaginas. You saw like 30 or 60 so. vagina castings. Uh -huh. We've all seen it on the internet. He's the artist that created that. Mm. Now that piece of art is called Strike Through the vagina wall. It's now called the vulva wall okay. because the vulva is actually the external face of the female genital system. 
And the vagina is just the little, and what looks like a little balloon inside. And it's not a canal. It's not like an inside-out penis. It's not like a long tube. It actually looks like a balloon, like a little balloon you would blow up. Mm. And he just did castings, resin castings of what vaginas look like. Mm. And I just recently posted this on Instagram and I, I held up a balloon and I kind of blew it a little bit, you know, partially up. And I said, this is what a vagina really looks like. It's mm. a thin neck hmm. that balloons like a round balloon, but it has a depression at the top where the cervix comes down into the vaginal area and presses down like this. So there's like a convex area. Hmm. And if you think about how people have intercourse, it's the old in and out, er, 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 you know, you hear the bed springs now, right? <laughs> and yes, that's one thing that feels good. But the cave loves to be, every part of it wants to be touched in there. And it wants deep penetration. It wants this, the roof of the neck of the vagina to be stimulated. That's where the urethral canal is. That's the G spot, but it's not a spot. It's a long tube of erectile tissue up in the roof. The bottom of the vagina, it has the perineal sponge. That's another part of our erectile tissue system. Mm -hmm. So the sides have nerves, pudendal nerves. They love to be stimulated. So when Jamie started doing those vagina castings, I was like, hallelujah. Now people can actually see that the vagina is not a tube and they can stop thinking about it like an inside out thing that you're just masturbating inside. Now let's go spelunking. Let's explore all the nooks and crannies of that entire interior mm -hmm. space and not just the space inside, but what's beyond that, the tissue beyond the skin, the vaginal mucosa lining, mm -hmm. the womb, the abdomen, the source, the shushumna, our base, our core, our, you know, our first chakra, mm -hmm. that all wants to be activated mm -hmm. and awakened. So between the orgasmic cross-training, the idea that different tools can activate new neural pathways to your biggest sex organ, mm. your brain, right? Your brain is what processes the pleasure. <laughs> so you're touching this, but it's trigger, it's lighting up mm. this up here, you know, your head, your brain. And so the more that I can give people these ideas for, oh, okay, I'm going to try angling. I'm going to try the roof. I'm going to try the bottom. I'm going to try going deeper. Slowly, I'm going to explore it all. Then she's going to be able to cross that gasm chasm. She's going to have that vulva activated. She's going to have that vagina activated. All those pleasure signals are going to start to feel really incredible to her. She's going to start having orgasms the whole time she has intercourse. Mm. So that's the first leg of the stool is the stable base is technique. You got to learn what to do mm -hmm. unless all you're doing is making a baby. Mm. And it takes more time for women to, you mentioned blood flow, yeah. to get that blood flow in those areas. You know, if you think about a penis, if you think about where it is from your abdomen sticking out, add 20, 30, 40, maybe 50% more on depending on your, your particular design because your penis goes in and down to your testicles. So it's twice as big as what you see. And all of it inside there is erectile tissue. Now take that out. That's what's in my vulva. Mm. I've got your penis amount of erectile tissue in my vulva, but it's all nooks and crannies, three mm. different systems, all nooks and crannies. Mm. The nooks and crannies mean it takes us longer to arouse mm. because the blood has to flow into all those nooks and crannies. Mm. So for you, it's a straight shot. Yeah. You're like, boink, I thought, oh, I looked at her boobs and I got a heart on, right? Like that's basically what happens, right? But for a woman, for a female, a vulva owner, as we call them now, because I, I like to allow people to have their entire gender expression. Yep. I'm a sparkle rainbow yep. pony. Yep. You just got to stimulate all that tissue for mm. about 20 minutes till she gets to full erectile function. Mm. And then the entire vagina is wrapped in erectile tissue. We've got it all the way around, but it never gets a chance to get really engorged and erect because we rush mm. to intercourse because the uh, 
patriarchal re- religion, ancestral wound is sex is for procreation only. So sex is the only thing that counts. So kissing, touching, oral, fingers, toys, none of that should count. We just got to get straight to sex because yeah. that's what God told us to do. And it's like, come on, you know that's wrong. Mm. That's where the missionary, the, the boring missionary style started, right? It was like the Christian missionaries. Right. Technique is one. That's the one leg. Communication okay. skills is number two, which we talked about in the sauna, the mm-hmm. sexual soulmate pact mm-hmm. uh, is like the foundation skill. You start there. And then the third leg of the stool is actually sexual health contraceptives that don't kill you, avoiding STIs, reversing atrophy of aging. So one of the things I've been talking about lately is expanding your sex span, not just your health span, having great sex till the day you die. Because the people who have intimacy three times a week, and I didn't say sex because if I said sex, people would think intercourse and they'd be like, well, I can't have intercourse three times a week, so I'm Mm. I'm out. Mm. If I just say intimacy, let's just pleasure each other. Let's just connect. Let's connect hearts. Let's touch. Let's have some orgasms, Mm. however we like to have them. It doesn't... But if you keep your parts in good working order, you Mm. reverse atrophy, reverse ED, reverse Mm. loss of lubrication, reverse painful sex, the things that happen as you age... Now we've got all these great regenerative therapies, the gains waves, the femi waves, the stem cells, mm. the, you know, there's just so many, the penis pumps. I'm like the queen of penis pumps. I don't even know if you know about that. Oh, yeah. I've seen You it. do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I want guys to know they can have really bomber erections their whole life long mm. using simple tools. Mm. There's so many great tools out there. I so was the looking into that one, so, and I don't want to pivot too much because I know you. No, you no, no, point. that's good. The pumps is yeah. like it's like working out. Yep. I guess it is. And you it's progressive overload <laughs> using blood blood flowing into your penis. Yeah, I'll get you one. Uh, can you use blood flow restriction training on the? You, it would be the opposite. That's what you wouldn't want to do. You wouldn't want to do. You wouldn't want to do katsu on your dick. You'd want to right. essentially pull more blood in. You want to expand the blood carrying capacity of your member okay. to make it bigger, stronger, thicker, firmer, and mm. veinier. When it's nice and veiny, mm. you've got a healthy man mm. cannon. Are there any dangers to the pumps? Only if you over pump. If you pump every day, that's too much. You've got to do your recovery. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Recover. So every so one day on, one day off. Exactly. One day. <laughs> okay. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And it works like a charm. Wow. I've been really, really fortunate to work with a pump company because men need somebody they can trust. Yeah. And they trust me. And I'm like, try this. And I have so many success stories from guys who are like, wow, I've, I, I was only five inches and now I'm six and I feel so much more confident I can actually date. Like there's a lot of guys sitting at home who won't even ask a person out on a date mm. because they have shame yeah. about how they look because all they do is they watch porn and they see those giant, you know, porn schlongs. This is just one more way that I am helping the universe. I am mm. helping men. Mm. <laughs> so you, you mentioned sexual health. Yeah. What about things like beetroot juice that yeah. increase blood flow is Fantastic. it? Fantastic. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you know this, but one of my companies, the other company that I have besides Better Lover is The 20. Mm. And it's a supplement company. I make a nitric oxide booster from mm. organic fruit and vegetables mm. because it's the number one thing I tell people to do. It's like the base of mm. the biohacking, the sexual biohacking stack is okay. nitric oxide yeah. for the male and female body because we all got the same parts. We got as much erectile tissue. Wow. So by the time we're 40, by the time we're 50, we have half the nitric oxide production we used to have in our 20s. And what's interesting is if you use a proton pump inhibitor, like a Zantac or an acid blocker or a Tums, mm-hmm. you kill your nitric oxide. If you use an antibacterial mouthwash, you kill your nitric oxide. If you don't eat your greens, you mm. kill your nitric mm. oxide. So beetroot and greens is what mm. makes it. If you're not eating that, mm. and then you're using mouthwash, and then you're, you know, oh my God, you got nothing left. Wow. So by the time you're 40, you're working with a you're working with a limp noodle. Wow. Yeah. Wow. The more you know. I know. Tell me about sexual soulmates. I think that, so Sexual Soulmates is one of my most popular books. And I think it is because people want that, they want that feeling of connection with each other. Like a soulmate is someone who you feel like you've been with them forever, that they're like the perfect right person for you. But my belief is that they're not out there waiting for you. Mm -hmm. They're right here 
waiting to be co-created. Hmm. That soul matery is co-creative. That it's the communication skills and the learning the techniques together and the honesty and the letting go of body image issues and the being able to drop in and connect your hearts that creates anyone can be your soulmate. Once you know these skills, you can have fantastic lovemaking, heart-connected, passionate lovemaking mm. with any person you decide to make love with, hmm. any person. It's just a set of skills. Mm -hmm. It's the six. They're called the six essentials for connected sex. Mm. One is the embodiment. Do you want to get into the other five? I can just list them off real fast yeah. if you want me to. Yeah, I'd love to know. As a matter of fact, you can get the book on Amazon, but I give it away as a PDF for free at sexualsoulmatesbook.com. So if your listeners want to just download it for free, it's yeah. there. The first one is the sexual soulmate pact, because all things begin with communication, and we mm. talked about that. Mm. The second is the embodied sexuality. You know, open your eyes, mm. you know, connect. It's just like Senses, the, getting into the yeah. body, feeling it, yeah. Feeling. Instead of just being all in the mind. Right. Mm -hmm. In getting out of that performative yeah. and into the present. Yeah. So presence is mm. super important. Mm. That's another one. Stop Thinking about the past, this is where guys really get hung up. This is what creates premature ejaculation is worrying about something that happened in the past or catastrophizing something's going to happen in the future. Number one thing sex therapists teach is sensate touch technique. They're like, get back to feeling your person. Wow. Get out of your head and into the touch and the feeling <laughs> of them, the literal sensation of them. It's like the go-to tool of the therapist, the sex therapist who's having to work with people with performance anxiety. So that's a big one. Another one is setting the lover space. And frankly, this one is particularly important for female-bodied people because we're estrogen dominant and you're testosterone dominant. So you're overly confident you feel like you're strong and you can't be hurt. I mean, you can be hurt, but generally you feel confident and, you know, you're not going to get taken advantage of. Where the feminine, with estrogen, we're the prey, not the predator. We're preyed on. We don't feel safe. Security is not a given for us. Mm -hmm. So we enter into a lovemaking experience worried. So we need the masculine hmm. to calm us, hold us, make us feel safe. Arousal actually begins in relaxation. Like a lot of guys, they're like, what button do I push? What, <laughs> you know, what knob do I twirl? Right. But you got to make her feel comfortable and safe first. And then she can get up into her arousal mm. because she's worried all the time. Wow. So setting the lover space is What's the temperature where she's comfortable? Are the sheets clean? Because, you know, we ladies, we're fussy about stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Like, is the light good? Is it candlelight? We like candlelight. It makes us look pretty. <laughs> is there a pitcher of water? Is the lube that we like there? Is there a stack of clean, fluffy towels? Mm. Is there something down on the bed so that we can just fully express ourselves? Mm. Those music. Music. Yeah. So what playlist do you want? You want that down-tempo, grindy yeah. thing today? What are you looking for? You need your yaima? Do you want a journey? You know, whatever, right? <laughs> <laughs> so setting the lover space is often something that the masculine can do for the feminine. Hmm. Like, baby, I'm just going to go in into the bedroom and I'm going to set up everything. You just take your time, take a shower, do whatever you need to do. I'm going to get the room ready. Mm. And when she comes out and it's all ready, she can just surrender into that mm. so nicely. So lover space is very important as well. And then the other one is erotic playdates. A lot of what I do is I help men who are in relationships where they don't feel like they're getting enough sex. I help them understand what it is that she needs so that he can give that to her so that she will be begging him for sex. And one of them is to take the emphasis off of just always having intercourse and learning new things together. <laughs> Techniques are great, but play dates are even more fun. Okay. So one of the things that I recently did was I put together, I made a list of 48 erotic play dates that you can do together. Mm. And I call it my sex life bucket list. And I'd love for you to do it. 
It's at sexlifebucketlist.com. Mm-hmm. And it's a PDF that you download. And it has 48 different fun things you can do together in the bedroom. And it's most of them can also be done if you're flying solo. Mm-hmm. Not all of them, like the lingerie photo shoot and some of the other things. Mm-hmm. But it's really fun because what I've found that couples want is more fun ideas. Yeah. And yeah. so I did a video. It's like a 40-minute video that comes with it that's your first erotic play date. You sit down together. You have your, your printout of the PDF. You each have one. You watch the video. I explain all the 48 things. Mm-hmm. You write an A, a B, or a C. A is, oh, yeah. This is definitely going on my bucket list. Uh-huh, I want to do that. B is, it wouldn't be on my bucket list, but if it's on yours, oh, hell yeah, I'll do it with you. Yeah, if that's what you want to try, I'm game. Let's do it. C's are, it's not for me right now. Mm-hmm. Because never say never with <laughs> sex. True. The thing you used to be like, why would anybody want to get a spanking? Now you're like, oh, man, I'd like to get a spanking. <laughs> you know, yeah. right, exactly. Yeah. And so then you compare your A and B lists, mm-hmm. and then you have your kind of like working list of fun things you can do. And it goes from having sex. Oh, do I want to have sex? I don't know. I'm not turned on. The room's not ready. I don't know. I'm not sure. Like, that's where we start as women. We're like, not instantly. We don't have the same testosterone levels. We're not like always horny. We don't masturbate every day typically like guys do. You have to keep your semen topped off, you know? So you're thinking about sex. You're touching yourself. You're waking up horny. You got nighttime erections. You wake up with morning wood. We don't have any of those things. And so we need you to help us get going. Mm. And the play dates are a great way to do it because it's not like, do you want to have sex? Which is, can I penetrate you Mm. before you're ready? Which I've done a thousand times. It's more like, let's have some fun, mama. Yeah. Right? Where can people find that? Sexlifebucketlist.com. Awesome. Try to make it easy. That's the biggest part of the battle is is these new ideas because, you know, you're not going to come up with them by yourself, right? So having an expert to to, to, Exactly. (laughs) And all 20 kinds of orgasms for him and her, for the male and female body, are in that download too. So if people are like, but what about the orgasm? (laughs) That's in there too. That's you. That's you. All right, beautiful. I want to play a quick game. Okay, I love games. This game is called The Five Best, and I ask every guest. And so it's kind of a rapid fire type of game. Susan, what was the best investment you ever made? Opening my heart to my husband. Best book you ever read? I'd have to say probably Women's Anatomy of Arousal by Sherry Winston. You name dropped so many good books. I'm like, you got to read these. Best quote you ever heard? The quote I live by, Janis Joplin. And even though it's grammatically incorrect, which goes against my upbringing of my (laughs) English teacher parents, Mm. it's don't compromise yourself. You're all you've got. Mm. And I heard that when I was about 13 and I'm like, fuck yeah. Beautiful. Let's go. Yeah. That's great. Love that. Best time in your life. Right now. Mm. Everybody says that, don't they? (laughs) Some people. But yeah, I mean, this is it. This is is a lie. We're live here. Right this second with you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So happy to be here. (laughs) Me too. I'm happy you're here. What would you say is the best sex technique? Slow down. Slow down. (laughs) There's a touch technique that I love. Yeah, what's that one? And you learn this in massage school, so it's a really, really good classic. And it is, there's a way that you can, remember I told you about one of the practices I teach is expanded orgasm? Mm -hmm. That's where you are able to stroke your lover and take them into an orgasmic experience where instead of, you know how most people think about orgasm as you go up Mm -hmm. and then you have the orgasm and then Mm. you're done and you've got a refractory period? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can go up and take the moment of climax and pull time like you're stretching taffy. You can just stay in orgasm. And the way that you do that is a super light touch Mm -hmm. that for the female, when you go on the clitoris kind of a little under the hood and you stroke the clitoris with the tip of your finger with a little lube so lightly, but you're not touching Mm. the skin of the clitoris. You're touching the meat underneath the skin. Remember when I was talking about the vagina and I was saying, you're not stroking the the vaginal skin, Mm -hmm. you're touching the meat on the other side. It's like hapkido. You're not 
kicking the wood in half by hitting the wood. You're kicking through the wood. Mm. That's what breaks the wood. Mm. So the pleasure comes from the meat, hmm. not the skin. Mm. Amazing. If you had a magic wand. Yeah, I do. Say I gave you, say I gave you one. I gave right. you a magic wand and you could use this magic wand and mm -hmm. aim it at the earth and you can make a wish. Mm -hmm. And when you wake up tomorrow morning, that wish will be granted. Yeah. What would your magic wand wish be? That social media wouldn't censor passionate lovemaking techniques so that more people could find out about what is possible. I'm so censored. I can't touch all of the people that I want to. Mm. My most wonderful thing in the world is how many people I've touched mm. and all of the love that I get every day from people who are like, thank you so much. Mm. I found your work. I'm having the most incredible sex of my life. Mm. I knew it was possible, but I didn't know how to get there. Mm. That's what I wish. Mm. Scale. I need some scale, baby. Mm. I, I feel that so much. So thank you for having me on because you reach a lot of people and that helps me mm. let people know that there is hope, yeah. there's basic skills, yeah. every, it's available to everyone, it. and it's not the culture that That's informs it. your desire, mm. it is within you. Mm. Yeah. Well said. Susan, <laughs> where can people find your work? Where can they get your book? I know you've, you've got a new book coming out. Yeah. Tell me about that and what are people going to expect with that one? Well, orgasmic intercourse will teach people how to make ecstatic, blissful love. Mm. It's really about penetrative sex. It's about penis and vagina sex, because I think that's the place where people have no idea how small they're playing and what they could have. If they just had a couple of simple those little hinges, yep. I got a ton of little hinges in there. So that's coming out soon. Betterlover.com is how you can get on my email newsletter. I send out sex tips all the time for free. You don't have to ever buy anything from me. I, I am here for people no matter what. People awesome. buy enough from me that I don't I give away mm. way more than I ask people to pay. So mm. betterlover.com is great. I'm on Instagram, Susan Bratton. I'm on YouTube. I'm on OnlyFans. I really like OnlyFans because people can just really ask me anything there and get answers. And I love doing that too. So I'm just kind of everywhere I can be. Yeah. But yeah, betterlover.com is probably the main place. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming on. I mean, you blew my mind in so many different ways. What was really interesting to you personally? You don't get taught this stuff, you know, growing up. Like my parents didn't teach me about connection or they were embarrassed. I yeah. think about these conversations. The most parents had a birds and the bees conversation. I didn't have anything. <laughs> so it's like to be armed with these loving techniques is so important. And I hate the fact that you're censored because this, mm -hmm. this information is out of love and it's freeing people yeah. to live in passionate, connected relationships. And that's what life is about. What technique are you going to use or skill are you going to use now? What, what are you going to change? You know, I mean, what you said, I'm a Virgo. So... Mm -hmm. Sometimes I can be, you know, in my head. The technique you said, which was be in the in the touch, in the feel, in the mm -hmm. senses, mm -hmm. that that was powerful. That was powerful for me. I bet you'll be good at setting up the lover space as a verb. The lovers, come on. Oh, dude, you're going to pile that lover space in. <laughs> yeah, you can just you're be, gonna a be scientist like, these are beeswax candles. <laughs> Oh, Those are 1,300 thread counts. Yeah, Jeez, yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> the perfect environment. That's it. Well, Susan, thank you so much thank for you. being on Sauna Sessions. Yeah. It was a total pleasure. For me too. Thank mm. you so much. Awesome.